Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. What exactly happens to your body as you heat up in a sauna? Gosh, there are some wives' tales on this. My grandmother said, or I know Sven from Sweden. This is what he said. Well, don't listen to Sven or don't listen to your grandmother. No offense, but if you want to know about saunas and the effect of heat, listen to Dr. Tom Buckley, and he compares the human body to a car engine where it burns energy to create movement, and the added side effect is it also creates heat. Dr. Tom provides insight in how the body self-regulates its heat and how the way we remove heat is a very logical process. Dr. Tom and I also talk about how we've upped our sort of game, what we do, and how we've applied research that's been now going for 30 or 40 years in Finland on people who are having three or four saunas a week and the benefits of that, and we're adapting that to our practice. A bit of science, enough that people know the utility without them switching off and saying there's too many big words. So in the archive, I went back to thinking when I studied physiology and thermoregulation, and then Dr. Andrew Huberman in a podcast recently, I heard him talk about this as well, that we have two body temperatures. So we've got the shell and our core body temperature. And back from the ex-phys days, I remember the body and brain talk to each other. We say that in our programs, you're not a head on a stick and you're not no. just this cerebral being with a body that follows. But your body and brain are trying to balance the two temperatures. And when you understand that, that biology, well, that's where thermoregulation and, and the use of heating can really kick in. So I'll throw to you uh, to find the approach appropriate level of science to, to help our listeners understand the mechanism of heat and, and what happens with the body. Yeah, so if you think about your combustion engine, your car engine, you, you've got a, quite a high core temperature there, heat, you know, you're generating heat into core, and you're doing that by making energy. And human bodies are the same, you know, we're, we're producing energy, we have a high core temperature, somewhere around 37 degrees Celsius. And, and that temperature is higher generally than our peripheral temperature. So if you measure the temperature out on the skin and your arm or on your leg, it shows it's usually about two degrees lower than what it is at the core. And in the intensive care unit, yeah, we, we, we do that in uh, not such nice ways in that we measure temperature in the rectum as a reflection of the core temperature. And then we put a probe on the finger or toe to measure peripheral temperature. And if you think about your combustion engine, you know, you also have to manage that temperature and you manage that temperature in the combustion engine by circulating fluids around the peripherals and they get cooled down by a fan. And then the fluid comes back around the engine and maintains that constant core temperature. When we talk about thermoregulation in the human body, the human body has a really well-refined mechanism for keeping our temperature quite stable and we can do that by changing the peripheral temperature, either by constricting and moving blood away from the peripherals to the core when we need to heat up the core, or by dilating it and when we become flushed and hot and sweaty when we're actually trying to release temperature from the core. So that's probably not your guidance medical physiology textbook explanation, but I hope listeners appreciate that the human body has a lot of similarities in how we manage to control temperature. And when we look at sauna, you know, we have to talk about how we're heating from the outside in or the inside out. And if you can think about the, the combustion engine, we, we should think about the human body in the same way. I'm proud of you, Dr. Tom. When we met 18 or 19 years ago, there's no way you would have been able to dance between a heavy, detailed scientific journal and, and one that's got some science, but also has relevance for people who don't have a science background. Look at you go. You must have been practicing regular heat and cold therapy to increase your brain capacity. 
No, actually, I had my very first, very first job after school before I started uni was as a, a training mechanic in the garage. So I, I always come back to the engine. And of course, you know, I love tinkering with my motorbikes. But I think sometimes we overcomplicate it with physiology. The human body, but the more and more and more you learn it, and the more and more you learn about the driving principles of how blood flows, how potassium sodium moves around and that, there's actually a logic to it. And how... I mean, how the body evolved to this stage to be able to do it just always blows me away, just the complexity of it. But there are logical principles to it. And when we think about when we're cold, um, you know, we start shivering, we start creating heat, creating energy, uh, you create creating movement to create heat. Um, and when we're too hot, um, we, we move that blood out to the peripherals and we try to cool it down with the ambient temperature. It's a logical, logical thing. And you find physiology actually is very, very logical, uh, almost common sense when you break it down. And with a lot of the high-end clients that we work with, Tom, what we're really doing is we're playing with heat modalities. So we're, we're getting their body to experience cold at a drop in temperature and then get the corresponding shift in physiology to adapt. And then with heat, we're increasing it and again, getting the corresponding physiology to adapt. And so you're getting these highs, whereas a lot of people are in this static linearity. And that's one of the problems we talk about in modern society. So if we go back to all those ancient tribes we were talking about, they had this natural rhythm or this syncopation and nature controlled that. There was winter and then you'd have summer. So you'd have the seasonal change. So your body used to well, thermoregulate naturally, right? But now we set it on a static temperature, internal temperature control. And when you stay in hotel rooms, it's the same. So our bodies get lazy and, and, and almost forget how to regulate, right? So what we do with a lot of our high-end clients is we take them out of their big homes and their fancy shoes, literally, and we put them in oceans and we put them in heat therapy areas and, and different environments to walk on the grass to get back to basics, which a number of those tribes did thousands of years ago. But in some way, I think we've evolved so much, we've lost the plot and we've lost this ability to connect and, and have that intelligence or that, that physical intelligence that we need. I, I, I totally agree with everything you've just said there, but I think find it fascinating that there's a, a very big movement in with humans. And maybe I'm imagining this, but I think people are craving out, you know, what we call these hormetic challenges. You know, they're craving out uh, a little bit of stress, physical stress. People are, you know, whether it be exercise, whether it be heat therapy, I know you're really passionate about cold water therapy. And, and you know, we, we've seen that, haven't we? we? We did a workshop recently, and the biggest cue of all the immersions that people could do was for the cold therapy. Um, so I think I think we are quite aware that we do need to challenge our body, both, you know, psychologically, emotionally, but especially physically. To, to really get the most out of it. And I think heat therapy is is one now where there's this emerging body of literature uh, with very little downside, and you need to talk about the downside, with very little downside and a lot of upside. And we've got Dino Cladston from Bondi Rescue Fame, and Dino in his spare time hangs out with Wim Hof, who is seen as the godfather of cold water therapy and ice immersion. So Dino is doing a podcast soon. So we will very much talk or we'll go deep into cold water therapy. But yeah, that, that hormesis, it's that stress on the body and it's enough stress, right, that then we bounce back. Too much stress will break or kill you. But we've lost that in this cocoon, this comfortable society where everything's drop and drag, press a button, and we want comfort. But actually discomfort is good for us. Discomfort helps us grow. Discomfort helps us regenerate. Discomfort 
it in the right amount of doses can help us with longevity. Yeah, yeah. And I, but we also have to be balanced with this. You know, if you speak to our parents or grandparents, they will tell you about hardship and discomfort, but they'll tell you there was nothing glorious about it. I think what we're talking about here is really the physiological challenges, you know, that we can control. But the human body has evolved through those physiological challenges or hormetic challenges to the scientific world. That is how we have adapted. That is how we have grown. That is how we adapt as we grow up from as toddlers. But, you know, we the human body doesn't thrive in wrapped up in a cocoon. It doesn't thrive without these hormetic challenges. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence. 